The clearing rests in song and shade. It is a creature made by old light held in soil and leaf, by human joy and grief, by human work, fidelity of sight and stroke, by rain, by water on the parent stone. We join our work to heaven's gift, our hope to what is left, that field and woods at last agree in an economy of widest worth. High heaven's kingdom come on earth. Imagine paradise. O dust, arise. Hey! What's going on, Hope community? Glad to have you hanging with us today. Uh, If it's your first time here, we want you to know, hey, you're welcome. We value you. We see you. Thanks for spending time with us. Um, You know, if you could, um, hit that like button, hit the share button. Let's get this message out as far as we can. Um, We are in the process of introducing some new stuff, some new things. We're moving in uh, new directions, and we're excited about this. And, um, you know, this isn't going to look like just church anymore. We're we're trying to move forward and uh, see things uh, from new perspectives and, and really share life with one another. And so we're going to be talking about things like that. We're going to be doing things like that. Um, there's some new uh, stuff coming in these next few weeks, and we're excited to share those with you. Um, but today we're going to we're going to dig in, man. It is post resurrection, uh, post Easter. We're uh, we're we're walking in the new life that Christ uh, has brought, and we want to talk about a huge paradigm shift, uh, a huge momentum changer. If you choose to step into it, if you choose to walk into it, you know we just came out of Easter. That's all about resurrection life. Jesus says he was the resurrection and the life. That resurrection life is a promise for you. It's yours. Uh, Uh, It means, resurrection life means to raise up, to renew, to stand up, to rise from the dead, to awaken to the fullness of life, the real, genuine, the vital, active, vigorous life. Um, Zoe, that word life, means one who is possessed with uh, vitality, possessed with realness and genuine life. That's the life that Christ brings. And so, after resurrection, after that moment in all of history, Human beings can live from two ways. You can live from life, or you can live from death. And this is what I mean from that. It's, it's, it's two type of energies, so to speak. You can li- live and produce life energy, or you can live and produce death energy. Life energy reproduces encouragement. It nourishes, it grows, it energizes, it produces trust. It loves big, and it gives grace. What an energy of death produces is gossip and pain, manipulation, it's full of cynicism, it produces mistrust, it hates big, and it gives judgment. And so post-resurrection, what we have to do as a human is we have to honestly look at our life motives. The real reason why we do the things we do. Uh, We need to check the philosophy that we live by. We need to do that constantly. Does that philosophy produce life? Or does it add stress? Does it produce death? When I act on that philosophy, 
Does it help my neighbor? Does it help my family? Or does it hurt them? Asking those questions and making those adjustments is what we call integrity, like real integrity, those life checks. The moment we no longer check ourselves, the moment, the moment we no longer look at the philosophy that we live our life from, the moment we quit checking our moment or our or our um, motives is the moment we go on cruise control. Now, cruise control every once in a while is okay because stress and everything else that's going on. Sometimes you need a moment where you just kind of cruise. But when you live in cruise control and you're not checking your motives, you're not checking your philosophy, you're not checking those things, what happens is it puts you in a dangerous position where you start making bad decisions. It's where the land of boredom is. And so what happens is we get on this cruise control and we find ourselves in a place of boredom. And, and the reason why we go on cruise control sometimes is because, one, it feels safe or Maybe we're afraid if we move and start checking things and start looking at things differently that we'll make mistakes. Or we're afraid to look at our inner motives and maybe even afraid to look at some of the prejudices that we've had in the past. Um, sometimes it's because we're afraid to admit we're wrong. And sometimes it's just because we're afraid of pain. And so let's look at these for a few seconds. One, safe... Feeling safe is really honestly a state of mind. What we're actually looking for is security. We're looking for that place where we can walk and know who we are and what we are and be secure in it. Safe isn't really um, a, a way of living a good life. I love the statement from the Chronicles of Narnia uh, when they ask a question about Aslan. They, they ask about if he's good and safe, and the response is, yeah, he's good, but uh, he's not safe. And that's the, living life uh, as safe doesn't lead to growth, and it doesn't lead to production. It actually leads to cruise control. Security is what you're looking for. Finding security in who you are, finding security in the things that you do, finding security in, in your finances, finding security in your energy, all of that. That's what you're looking for, not safety. Okay? Another thing is, is that you really can't solve problems without making mistakes. There's nothing wrong with making a mistake. Uh, the problem lies is when you don't learn from the mistake, right? And then when you don't check your motives and you don't check the prejudices, prejudices that you might be living from, what's going to happen is, is you're going to live your life in a place of anti-love, which could lead you to hate. And it's why it's good to go back and check and look in your heart. It's good to admit that, yes, I do have these prejudices. prejudices. Maybe they came from how I, how I was raised or where I was from, but... but you just can't go on cruise control and ignore them. You have to look at them, accept them, and then move on from them and make change, okay? Another one is, we, we, you know, we might be afraid to admit we're, we're wrong. But listen, admitting that you are wrong, you know, let's look at prejudices, prejudices for a second. Um, admitting that you have those doesn't make you less. It actually shows that you're healthy and that you have integrity because you want to move on. The same thing goes when you say that you are wrong about something. When you admit that you're wrong, you're showing that you're you are healthy in your life and you are 
trying to walk in integrity. Okay? And let's talk about being afraid of pain. Here's the deal. Pain and resistance is necessary for growth. That's how you grow muscles. That's how you grow your mind and your intelligence, right? There's resistance in learning new things and doing new things. And the same thing goes with moving on in life. There's pain and, and resistance there, and you can grow from it, all right? So let's make this clear. Mistakes, pain, admitting that we're wrong, none of that disqualifies us whatsoever. It actually proves that we are human, and it actually proves that we're living life. We're moving forward, and that's where we want to live. And I, and I want to bring this beautiful story to kind of give us some perspective. It's the story of Ruth, and if we go to chapter 1, we start with verse 6. I'm going to read a few verses here, and I think this can kind of help us see how we can move along in this resurrected life and not stay in this place of death, all right? So starting with verse 6, it says, Then she started to return with her daughter-in-laws from the country of Moab, for she had heard that in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. So she set out, so she set out from this place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law, and they went out on their way to go back to the land of Judah. Now, now Naomi said to her, to, to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as he has dealt with... Uh, the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud. They said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb, that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, so you and go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should ha even have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait? Until they are grown, would you refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has, it has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the land of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept and they wept aloud again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And Ruth said to her, See, your sister, or, so she said to her, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you. Uh, or to turn back from following you, where you go, I will go; where you lodge, I will lodge; where your people shall be, my, your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and then I will be buried. May the Lord do thus, do thus, and so to me, and more as well. If even death parts me from you, and when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said to her, No more. So here's this this story of Ruth. And you need to go back and read a little bit of the history because basically what's happening here is a mom and her two daughter-in-laws are leaving the land that they had lived in with uh, Naomi's husband and her sons. The husband and the sons all passed. Uh, they all passed away and, and left uh, these three women alone. And so Naomi decides to go back to uh, her homeland because she hears that there's food there. There was a famine where they were at. And so as they're going back, Naomi's looking and is like, listen, this trek is too large. You know, you guys don't even have any family where I'm going. You're going to be all alone. Uh, just go back to where you came from. And uh, Orpah makes the decision to leave, so she kisses her mother-in-law and walks away. But Ruth stays. And, you know, in this moment, Ruth looked at all the pain, all the stuff that was going on. She looked at her choices. She looked at her mother-in-law. She looked at all these things, and she chose to cling and chose to move forward than to go back. 
And so she looked ahead, she pushed forward, and you know, that journey led to some pain, it led to some mistakes, but what it ultimately led to was family, it led to a home, it led to life, and it led to Boaz, which would be her future husband. And Boaz means strength. Now, I'm not trying to get into this anything where you got to go find a mate or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm looking at this uh, not literally, but figuratively, looking at it like you would a fairy tale to find a meaning from it, to learn from it, all right? Ruth finds strength, and here's the crazy thing. That strength led to, down her family line, David, which ultimately led to who? Jesus. So Ruth, checking her perspective, checking her life situation, checking her motives and looking at the philosophy that she was going to live her life and clinging uh, to what she saw in the future, her life led to Jesus. It produced Jesus. And so when we check ourselves, when we check those moments, when we get in those places where we have to make those hard choices, when we get to that place where we move forward and begin to ask those questions and look deep and we progress, and even in the mistakes and the pain and all of that, moving forward, what happens is, is we begin to produce Christ around us. We produce hope and love and miracles and healing and Zoe life. That's what we produce. That's what we bring out in our neighborhoods. And so we have to ask ourselves this question. We have to, to, to begin to look and check ourselves and see, what am I going to produce today? What energy am I going to live from? Am I going to produce an energy of life, which brings encouragement and grows and brings trust and loves big and gives grace? Or am I going to basically kiss it goodbye and, and produce an energy of death which brings manipulation and is full of cynicism and mistrust and brings judgment and ultimately hates big? Which one are we going to walk in? Which one are we going to live from? I want you to know that you can choose life. And you can walk in life. There's mistakes, there's pain, but that's where you can walk from. And that's this promise of, of what we've received from Easter. It's what Christ gave to humanity. Real, genuine life. And it's for you. It's for you. And so I just want you to take a moment. Maybe catch your breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Maybe focus in on that place that you connect with the Creator, that you connect with God. And make this statement today. Make it, make it bold and clear. I have life. From me flows Zoe. Full, genuine, real life. It's a gift that was given to me by Christ. It's mine. And from this place, I will choose life and not death. I'll check myself. I'll look and see, are there any prejudices in me? Are there any motives in me that would produce cynicism and death? If there are, I admit to them. And I move forward and I make the changes that need to be made. That doesn't mean I'm less. It doesn't mean anything other than I'm a human being 
I'm moving forward in life. I choose life for myself, my family, my neighborhood, and everyone that I come into contact with. Because that is true freedom. Awesome. I seriously totally believe that that's for you today. You have life. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Um, I want you to know that if you need help, you need anything, we're going to be posting some links in the comments, uh, some places that you can get a hold of, some places that you can uh, talk to. And there's links there even if you need to look to maybe even set up and some online counseling. It's all right there. Uh, all these places are third party. We're not connected with them, but we believe in them. We believe in what they're doing. Uh, we think that it's a, it's a, it's a God-given gift uh, that these therapists and counselors operate in. And so uh, uh, it's just a good place for you to connect. Um, so, uh, yeah, connect there if you need to. If you have any questions, please feel, feel, feel free to reach out with us. And um, if you want to run with us, and what I mean by that, if, if, if you're wanting to connect more with what we're doing and maybe even start some things wherever you're at, Man, send us a message. Uh, you can message us here on Facebook. You can also go to our website, wearehopecommunity.com. There's a link there for you. you can uh, so maybe send us a message or whatever. But we'd love to hear from you and what you got going on and, and see, you know, if you if you want to do something like this where you're at. I think it'd be great. I think you can do it. Uh, it'd be awesome. And uh, one more thing, and it's the thing that I keep forgetting to do every week, but that is if you want to give in to what we're doing, just go to the website, and maybe I'll put a link in the comments, too. Um, but if you want to give, there's a place for you to give. Uh, if you want to help us do this, Hope Community, uh, and all the places that we're doing it, there's an opportunity for you to do that. All right? Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. We will see you next week.